not all brands have caught up and really depends on what you're looking for. But the good news is a lot of it has really, really picked up. And most everything you need to build a normal home, you can find. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips here with Heather Marchant. This is like the, uh, Heather, this is going to be the COVID cast. Uh, I know. It's like warning, warning, Ron has COVID. So. Yeah, so this is the final <laughs> stages of COVID. This is what the final stages of COVID both look like and sound like. A little nasally today. Sorry about that. And probably and lots what, of uh today. Uh, yeah. And the, I was just telling Heather the worst part of COVID. This is COVID round two for me and my wife. Worst part of COVID is brain fog. Like it literally sucks all of the energy out of my brain and I can't think properly. So this will be interesting today for sure. So mm. caveat up front, COVID cast, Ron, day <laughs> four or something, five, I don't know. Second time around, Omicron, not as bad as, I mean, not even close to as bad as the first round. I had the original awesome COVID and it sucked. Throwback. It, it, it sucked really bad. So <laughs> Omicron, not as bad. I'll also just state for the record that since I've had COVID and I got COVID again, obviously you can get COVID twice. And I'll also state for the record that I have both family and friends who have been vaccinated and have had COVID and have COVID again. And in addition to that, I will also state that they have basically the same symptoms that I do. So the same severity, you make of huh? that what you wish. Yeah. I'm just going to put it out there, folks. <laughs> Well, I think all of us can mutually say that we're just glad that hopefully the symptoms keep getting less and less as this mutates or whatever. And we are on our way out to say like, see you later. See That's you right. Later. Scientist Ron says that COVID is going to be, I said this upfront and I'm just going to state it again. COVID's going to be around like the flu. Yep. It's not going anywhere. We're not eradicating it. The vaccine isn't going to eradicate it nothing's going to eradicate it. We're just going to have to learn to live with it. And by learn to live with it, that doesn't mean completely altering our lives for eternity. So yeah. at least it doesn't for me. So yeah, I just think getting less and less severe though. Like that's yeah. awesome. And supply chains great. kind of opening back up a little bit. I think yeah. they're going to open up hopefully full throttle this year, but I do believe that they're going to open back up this year. It's already starting to happen. So yeah, that's, that's true. And one thing I've been working on that led us to kind of talk about what we we're going to chat about today is that I have been working on our marketplace investor portal mm -hmm. with Ron. And we are super excited because it's going to get, we're still in some last stages of beta testing to make sure everything is accurate and going well. Yep. And awesome top or tip top shape. Oh, tip top. That's what you said. I'm like top, huh? So it's COVID Ron. I'm going to have to just like figure <laughs> out how to talk to you right now. Um, but, but if you, when you're logging in to RPM, our software, the investor portal we've built, we're super excited because it's overcoming a lot of hurdles that we have as investors and our clients have as investors. Cause we've been in the business for so long 
that we usually know the pain points, right? And there's going to be pain points that introduce themselves as we come out with this software that helps cover the basic pain points because we're going to find the next pain point. But one thing that I think is something everyone should be doing this year and maybe even this first quarter is pulling your property values. Mm. And when our software is up and running at the end of this quarter fully our clients that subscribe to the software and have upgraded their account will be able to have the property values pulled from a human being is our plan and i think we should talk about that ron as to how we arrived at that because man we definitely started at let's get a computer generated number let's get software that spits out a value for these properties so you know what your property's worth in real time, but that the data is accurate. Seen the Zillow's estimate be inaccurate for a long time. Yeah, and by, I know, go ahead. By some measurements, million dollars off, yeah. depending on where your house is. So, yep, yep. But you sent me that article last week, I think it was, that the MLS data, they're locking down their data even more so that other people can't access it. Makes sense. I think we talked about this many, many months ago, but it was always a little dumbfounding to me that the National Association of Realtors, who is generally speaking pretty good about taking care of themselves, mm -hmm. was in cahoots and sharing data with a bunch of companies that by all indications from the beginning wanted to undo the NAR. Yeah. And it, was, it was bizarre to me that that happened. <laughs> Yeah, that's I mean, true. How could you not, if you were the NAR, how could you not see Zillow coming? Mm -hmm. I mean, how, how could you do that? And then if you're a realtor, I mean, it's fun. Look, and this, this transcends just what we're talking about with the realtors and everything. This applies to life, right? When things come so easy, there's always a catch yeah. on the other end of that. There's always a catch. So Realtors getting these super easy leads from Zillow. What's the catch? Well, that catch is once they prove concept, bam, you're out of business. They're not going to send you anymore, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It happens all the time. You can apply that to anything that the government does. You can apply that to things in your own business. You can apply that to things in your life with your kids, all of it. If it's too easy, ultimately, there's going to be, as some Hammer. of the uh, seniors would say, <laughs> Some comeuppance. You're going to have to pay some comeuppance. Some comeuppance. Um, I think maybe in Missouri, I've never heard comeuppance in my life. So hey, come on. There's some Southern people <laughs> around here who've heard that. Okay. So I, I think. Detroit, they speak differently up there. <laughs> I know. I totally seem like I'm from Detroit. Everyone can tell. Mm. I did graduate high school in Detroit. Ron is sharing factual data. But yes, factual data from is a loose. Um, just down the street from Eminem. I have it on good authority. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I, yeah, Eminem and I were buds. So I think that back to the rates, the... Um, are, you, are you trying to get us back on the track? The property uh, values. Yeah, I'm trying. probably good. Yeah. So <laughs> the property values that 
having accurate data that comes from a local real estate agent is where we arrived. We actually, I kind of started there and I said, Ron, I think we could do this. And Ron had some relationships with other companies and he said, oh, their data looks solid, let's use them. So we tried out and tried to integrate several different software providers that give you your current market value or supposed to give you your current market value. And they were just so far off that we- They were equally as good as Zola. Yes, yes. And, they were paid services. I mean, not cheap. And we were willing to pay for a good service that provided this information. So when our clients log into their account, they can click on their portfolio and view, hey, you have estimated equity in these properties, right? Mm -hmm. And so we came back in the end, came back to that plan of having a login for an agent to go in and enter property values for clients using real tools and so that is the exciting part that we have for sure. And a takeaway for everyone this first quarter, because if you own rental properties, you have a very good chance that you have equity. I've been pulling them for clients that have bought in the last 12 months, and some of them still have decent it's, equity. You know, some people have such sizable equity yeah. that you could really exponentially grow your portfolio. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I will tell you a quick story because this all happened in the last week. I bought a fourplex in Alabama back, I think it was October of 2020. So it's been a little over a year, almost a year and a half. And it has not done great. Ron and I are not immune from problems with our rental portfolio. For those that listen Boy, and think, know. yeah. <laughs> For those that are listening and think, man, <laughs> I have problems no Heather and Ron wouldn't have. I definitely have had problems with this fourplex. And so I don't think I've had one cash flow positive month since I've owned it, right? So it's been a dog and potential to turn around, absolutely. But for those of you that get those handy dandy text messages and phone calls about your property, I took a phone call. I thought it was a text, but it was a phone call. And someone said, Hey, look, I want to pay buy this fourplex from you, which I get all the time. But I had recently pulled comparables on it because I was already looking at selling it locally in Alabama because I wasn't going to turn it loose on one of my clients when it wasn't great for me. <laughs> so I was already looking at it. And he had told me it had appreciated $40,000. And keep in mind, when I bought it, we had appraisal problems that it struggled to appraise. Yep for what I bought it for. So 40 grand, and when I bought it in low 200s. So I said, well, I'm actually planning on selling it and this is the price I'm selling it for. And they came back and said, yeah, we'll offer you that. And I said, say what? <laughs> so I signed a contract. Like, Wait a second. <laughs> price wasn't high enough. Um, I know, I know. So I already signed a contract for them to close. And I said, can we push the closing out a little like a 60 day close so that I have time to pick replacement property for a 1031 exchange. So all that is to say, check your value of your properties. And if you need help with that, reach out to us. Even if you didn't buy the property from us, we can at least point you in the right direction of getting you with a local agent that right. we have worked with before. So definitely can pay dividends. I had another client reach out that said, I want to grow my rental portfolio this year. I don't really have liquidity to work with right now, but I have property 
And I said, yep, this is what Get I'm liquid. doing. <laughs> yep. So definitely something to consider if you're out there listening and want to grow this year, because that fourplex I'll translate probably into a duplex because I'm going to go at a higher level. I'm going to buy more of an A tier property instead of the C ish that that fourplex is. Yeah. And I think this year we're seeing, we're seeing a couple of things happen. Well, I'll talk about supply chain stuff here in just a second, but first off, we're, we're seeing builders and people who have properties to sell. We're seeing more of them reach out Mm. and that's, both a good sign and it's a sign of things, I think, on the horizon. It's time. So we still have this supply demand challenge, right? Mm-hmm. And that plays a factor into how long we have with the market. Unless, again, I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, unless we have some kind of a monetary challenge, right? Well, it's not going to be a real estate challenge, right? If we have another problem, I don't think it's going to come from the real estate sector. So that said, we still need a lot of houses. Building is ramping up, however. And so, you know, in the next couple of years, maybe three years, we can maybe catch up. But in the meantime, because of that, we have builders who are able to build now and they have the ability to source what they need to build. So building is picking up, which is a good thing. We're getting calls from our builders, which is, I mean, which is awesome. And our builders are referring other builders. I had two builder referrals in the last two weeks. Like, hey, I've worked with RP Capital before. They'll help sell your supply of property. Fantastic. All really good, good signs for our clients. So now, I mean, not everything is uh, hunky dory, I guess, because I'm in the middle of a big renovation right now and some stuff, but some stuff. I think I talked about on the podcast when I ordered the uh, dishwasher, it took like, I don't even remember how long. It was ridiculous. Months and months and months it took to get this dishwasher in. And it kept, they kept saying it was coming on the next boat and it didn't come on the next boat, right? Mm -hmm. So it was just a problem. Well, at the time, I also, my refrigerator broke and we went to get a new refrigerator. And if you guys will recall, I had to tear out all of the cabinets to fit a new refrigerator in because it's the only refrigerator I could find. Because it was bigger. So I had somebody build cabinets around the refrigerator that's I could right. find. Yeah. Right? So that's how it was. So on this new remodel, went to get the exact same brand refrigerator and two weeks, two weeks, I get it. So that's really, really good. Now the range, November. So not all brands have caught up and really depends on what you're looking for. But the good news is a lot of it has really, really picked up and most everything you need to build a normal home you can find. That's true. Um, Not reasonable prices, but you know, you can still find them. It has caused some dramatic slowings on a couple of our projects, but those are starting to pick up now, right? So some projects that kind of just hung out there for some of them, I think one of them is almost a full year of just waiting. It's been awful for the builder. So those things are picking up like that project in Florida that we talked about three weeks ago or so, the new construction. They said permitting was taking three to four months where I had been hearing six months. So I was pumped about that. So I think things are hopefully going to start being a little easier to move with construction. You know, while my permits for my renovation are not for new construction, which I'm sure is a little bit slower, 
you know, my permits I got in a week. Hmm. Well, that's not bad. So crazy fast here as far as permitting goes. So it's just, it's kind of hit and miss. I think the biggest challenge I think most people are finding right now is labor. It is Hmm. really, really hard to find people who will do the work and consistently show up and make it happen. So I know our rehabbers and our builders are having that problem, especially Heather on repairs, like trying to find like just a handyman to go do a simple repair during escrow on a property is ridiculous. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. And we've had clients that just don't understand that. They're like, oh, we've been waiting on this for a month. I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Congratulations. Because a month is really not that bad. Um, We've had a couple of clients really angry and and, frustrated. Some of this stuff, Heather, is simple stuff. You know, if you look at it and you're from out of state and you don't understand, it seems like it should be done. Yeah. You know, just go do it. Well, it's not that easy. Mm-hmm. It's not that easy sometimes. It's, it seems like it should be super simple. But you know, if I weren't doing a, a really big renovation, like I can't get a handyman to come to my house so and just crazy. fix some small stuff, right? Big renovation, no problem. I got a crew over there. And I told you the other day, Heather, it looks like a circus yeah. over there. I mean, I, I got people coming out my ears over there. Over here, crickets. I can't get anybody to come do any work over here because it's small stuff. It's small. Yeah, And so if that's what's holding up escrow, you just got to understand that's part of the process right now. There's just yep. not enough labor. Yeah, that's and- not, hang on, time out. That's not true. I just want to make sure that we're saying, stating the truth. <laughs> there is plenty of labor yeah. sitting at home, not laboring. But if you take those people out, there's not enough labor. Yeah, so, exactly. Without them. So a couple of things, I guess, that want to highlight is Now we know that construction has been taking a while. There's been delays. So plan ahead. If you want to buy property this year, highly suggest front-loading it. I mean, I had a triplex under contract for almost 18 months, actually, and maybe a little more, and just closed on it in December. So I thought for sure I would have closed on it in the first quarter of 2021. So if you're wanting to get property... Do not wait until the fourth quarter to decide that you're ready. Number one, well, if you're ready, go ahead. If not just for that reason, but interest rates are yes. already going up and they're where yes. they're set to go up another couple of times. Who knows what's really going to happen? I mean, people have been saying that now for three years. So yep. I think at some point they're going to have to, it's just whether or not they'll keep them there once they raise them, if it slows down the economy, because we can't do that either, especially as mm-hmm. fragile as everything is right now. So who knows what's really going to happen with rates, but I wouldn't bet against rates going up this next year. I think they have to slow down inflation. <laughs> I guess they don't have to. They should slow down inflation because they don't yeah. have to. It does make it a little bit easier to pay off our ridiculous debt. So who knows yeah. what they're going to do, but I wouldn't bet against rates rising yep. um, if I were you. So front load the year for sure because of both of those things. Exactly. And then I would add too that this is the last year, at least with the current legislation, that you're going to get 100% bonus depreciation if you're mm-hmm. going to use cost segregation. That's so much like shuns in there, depreciation <laughs> with cost segregation. But this is the last year, unless they extend it. And given the legislation, what they've been doing, I don't see them extending it. And it will start phasing out next year, over three years, if I remember right, Ron. Is that what you remember? 
23, 24, and 25 or something, that it will eventually not, you won't have any bonus depreciation. So it's been a fantastic accelerator for me personally and allowing me to grow my portfolio. That depreciation, getting essentially my down payment as a write-off has been obviously substantial growth. And on that topic, it's a little bit shocking to me how many people don't know about this. Because for us, this is I say that, and then here I had been in the real estate business for well over a decade when I learned about it. Yeah, you know, true. From my CPA who's going like, what are you doing here? You're getting ready to write this <laughs> check to the government when you, you own all of these properties. That's the most stupid thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, so those of you who listen to the podcast and you know about this from listening to the show, you should share the wealth, folks. I mean, I have friends who literally didn't know about this. Yeah. And we just had conversations last week and they're, they're in the real estate business. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is an amazing thing, especially and it's look, cost segregation is awesome anyway, mm-hmm. but you couple that with this bonus depreciation. It's insane. So you should take advantage of it. While, and while I've talked to accountants of our clients that don't understand I have no idea. Yeah. And even if they, so. even if they've heard of cost segregation, they still don't know about the bonus depreciation. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> um, That's true. They'd have heard of it, but they don't know about bonus. I should have clarified that. Yeah. That it's like, well, yeah, we're already doing that is what they told my client. I'm like, you're already doing it. What? What do you, you know, mean you're already doing, doing straight it? line depreciation? <laughs> yeah. Stop lying. <laughs> I know I was dying. I'm like, it was a friend of mine. So it was even more painful, but I share about it on every new client call that I have. And it probably is out of left field for a lot of my clients. They can't utilize a lot of the depreciation yet, but I, it's like, I feel bad if I don't tell them about it, if they don't know. And I just didn't tell them. Yeah. I feel bad. Even if it doesn't really always fit. I'm like, just for forward thinking in case one of you ends up going part-time and you can file your taxes as a real estate professional, like just food for thought. And I just spit it out there. So (laughs) I think it's super important. Yeah. And, or if you have other passive losses you can write off against, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. so. Last thing I'm doing that I'm working on right now in this first quarter. So I'm trying to get more property under contract. I'm selling property. I already mentioned, which I didn't expect to. So that was crazy. And I'm even looking at refinancing one of my properties because it's still at 5.75 killer. What? I know I should, this is so, I'm saying this out loud, but there's a story. There's a story that oh. I was going to sell it. It's the house I was going to sell when they raised the rent. So I I'm just like, know all of everybody listening right now, just their, their hearts hurt. Every, every, you just hurt of everyone. Like, yeah, yeah. You just hurt everybody. It's okay. brutal. So I'm like, well, should I refinance? Am I going to sell that? It just keeps going up in it? value. Are you what? Keeping it are you keeping I, it? Or are you re- what are you doing? It still cash flows well, even though I have like almost six figures of equity in that tiny little house but it still nice. cash flows so well that I'm like, well, should I let go of it? So I haven't decided mm-hmm. yet. I've been talking. I've been talking. I even have someone who wants to buy it. Everyone wants to buy that house. Things killer. So, and <laughs> then the other thing I'm doing, I know, right? It was my first Heather house. Just, Heather just tore a rotator cuff, <laughs> patting herself on the back. It was, uh, <laughs> it was my first house and I plain got lucky. I didn't really know <laughs> what, what happened. It got lucky. So the last thing I'm doing, is I talked to my accountant and I am setting up a company and hiring my kids. I already talked to them. I have my twins just turned 12. My oldest kids are 12. And I said to them, okay, you're each going to get assigned a property 
and you need to watch to see if the money comes in. I'm going to teach them how to do all of it. And I get to teach my kids not have to stress about something myself. And I get to pay them and lower my income, my declared income on my taxes. And I was like, yes. So other people may have already done something like that, but my kids were always too little. So yes, very cool. That's very cool. We talked about the funding company on here. Did we talk about the funding company? We did not talk about it. I I mean, it's a pretty cool, it's pretty cool. I'm not going to go into details on it, but it's pretty cool. So if you, if you have properties that you own outright, one of the things that you could do is start a funding company that lends money to the property and now it's indebted. So it's less attractive to all of the ambulance chasing attorneys because it is encumbered. So when you make your payments, you're going to make them to a funding company that you own. Obviously, don't call it your funding company, LLC, but... <laughs> But just another way, I mean, there's some really cool things you can do with companies that if you have good attorneys and you have good CPAs, they can walk you through that. Wealthy people do. Mm -hmm. Family offices hire the best CPAs, the best attorneys, mm -hmm. and they put together structures that not only protect the assets, but also give them the best tax incentives. Yeah. And sometimes the way that you structure something can be good one area and bad in the other. And if you just had everybody talk to each other, you could have structured it a really, really uh, perfectly, right? You could have yeah. structured it the right way to begin with. And so as That's we right. start this year, I think kind of the theme that we started the year off with was get your financial crap together, mm -hmm. put together a personal financial statement. If you don't have one, just email into the show. We'll send you an Excel and you can fill it out. It'll be great. You can keep it. And then you got to look at it on a routine basis. And if you're paying too much in taxes, it's your own fault. Ron is calling you out. I'm just telling you right now, <laughs> if you're a high wage earner and you're paying massive amounts of taxes and you have not reached out to a better accountant mm -hmm. who's not just a tax preparer who actually will help you plan throughout the year, it's your own fault. Yeah. If you're listening to this show, it's your own fault. So if you're listening to this show, it's your own fault for listening. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> it's your, that's what they're probably thinking right now, you jerk. Uh, no, it's your own fault because we've said it a million times on here. Get I know, it, I know. Had CPAs on here. I know. Crying out loud. Yes. So get somebody who can help you. And if you go to your CPA and your CPA goes, no, nah, you don't, you can't do that. Well, it's probably time for a new CPA. Yeah, get, or get a second opinion. Yeah. 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 I mean, no CPA knows the entire tax code. No attorney knows all of the corporate structure laws. And yeah. most of them don't know how they interact with the IRS. And so mm -hmm. you need all of those people on your team to be successful, especially as your assets continue to grow, right? So True. for many of you, that's where you are just because the market has been giving you these massive gifts that Heather's been talking about. And if you don't take advantage of those gifts, and you don't try to protect those gifts when they're given, man. They can be gone. Yep. That's too bad. It's yep. really too bad. Like Heather missing out on the interest rates. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a, such a small loan amount. It's really not a big deal, but it is pretty funny. Pretty <laughs> funny. Almost 6% right. interest. So, I mean, I, that's, 
Heather, was that, that was not too bad for COVID cast, right? That I mean, wasn't too bad. You warmed up. I think your I'm, brain like started firing. There I'm was... probably going to go collapse right after you. <laughs> you know. Ron's going to take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for coming out to join us, Ron, with COVID. That was so kind of you. As I've experienced COVID, Ron, and um, in person, probably all better for it. <laughs> all right, everybody. So get out there. Maybe it was a bunch of stuff. But you know, if one of those things spoke to you, or if multiple of them did, write them down. And then seriously, it's time to actually get out there, take action and make something happen this week. Yeah. And if you need any help with any of those things we talked about and need some guidance, reach out to us at invest at rpcinvest.com. Guys, have a great week. Have a great week. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.